Hello, my friends. I've got a short story for you. It's called The Puddle. It's September 1st. We made it to September. So this story is just a, a small one, but it has got impact. So, The Puddle. When I was doing errands one day, it was an overcast day, and we had just come through a rainstorm. And I was going through a parking lot, and I came upon two geese that were standing off the main kind of thoroughfare um, in the parking lot. They were standing off by an island in a puddle, and there were two of them. And they were just standing, and I thought, what in the world are they doing? Why are they in a parking lot? Why, why wouldn't they be near a pond or with other geese? Um, it didn't make any sense to me. And so I kind of drove nearby them, and I thought maybe they'd fly off if I got near it. No, they stood their ground, and they, they um, just stood in the pebble and looked at me. And I whirled down my window, and I, I said to them, why don't you go find a bigger, a bigger puddle or a bigger, you know, place to be? I mean, and then I went about my business and finished my errands. And when I came back, they were still standing there. And so I just went on and I thought, Lord, what is that about, you know? And so you're thinking, you know, don't geese like to be with other geese and near a lake or a, a big, bigger pond, um, a body of water that they can swim in and they can eat bugs out of the grass and, you know, do what geese do. These geese were not doing what geese do. And it looked so odd. And um, so when I finished my day, it was still kind of in my mind. And I went home and I started just talking to the Lord. Why, why did I see this? You know, what is there a meaning? You know, is there something there for me to see? And um, in my time with the Lord, he, you know, it just all of a sudden popped in my mind. You know, why don't you find a bigger pond? Why don't you find a bigger pond? And I'd realized I was in a very small church. And, I mean, small. This was uh, maybe if, I don't even know if they could hold 50 people. It was, it was probably less than that. And, um, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't growing. It wasn't, uh, progressing into a bigger venue or more members or anything. And I came to find out in, in that process of being there that the people were very rigid and very, um, 
just nasty things going on. People were gossiping. People were uh, going at each other behind their backs. They were trying to control the pastor, and the pastor wasn't taking authority over any of it. So the enemy was allowed to run rampant in, in amongst the people. And, and uh, I remember one time a woman came up to me just before service, and she started rattling off about someone and, and gossiping, basically. And I put my hand up to her, and I said, no, don't talk to me like that. Go. I'm not going to be any part of it. And she was surprised. She, you know, went back and thought, why aren't you listening to me? And I said, because it's gossip, and I don't want to hear it. And... Um, when I started taking authority in my own personal space and not letting people do those things, they started <laughs> in their group started snubbing me, <laughs> and, and and I thought I can't even get good fellowship out of this place, and I didn't feel like even going to church. the The energy was being sucked out, and it wasn't enjoyable anymore, and so I, th I thought, wow, okay, okay, I need to find a bigger pond, and so I did, I went and found a bigger pond, but when you find yourself in that kind of situation, God will speak in maybe some unusual ways, and you need to ask Him, and He'll definitely show you, and, um, he might come through some other person or or word, you know, one single word. Um, this is why we need to be alert and being able to hear in the spirit because sometimes even doing these podcasts, I get just a word, one word, and I write it down. And I don't know what it means or what it's for, but then I start, it starts to gather in a list and I might get a phrase, I might get something off a song, I might get, you know, all kinds of stuff, and eventually God forms it into a, into what he wants, and then I see that it's, it's ready as a podcast, and um, sometimes he'll give me a, a title of a story, like this puddle, and it seems insignificant, but it's not. This is the way God's movement does. And this is how he wants his people to operate and move with him. You can't do that unless you know him and you hear his spirit and you're in his presence and, and everything. I mean, he, you abide in him and he abides in you. And then things happen. And... The word this morning that I got in a prayer group, and it, and it illustrated it very well, is that um, we have to grow into our position and relationship with Jesus. And we were grafted in, and the way the process of grafting is they adhere another root of a, of a branch to the main uh, branch and then they tie it on and it grows the root grows into the branch and 
So the analogy was if, if you're not growing and you're not adhering to God's um, word and iniquities and sin are still happening, then that branch cannot grow into the other main branch. It can't. It will fall off. So that was what I was happening to me in, in that small little church. It was, it was cutting off the growth. I learned a lot there, but there was came a point where there was nothing more. It, it had stopped. And um, you can exist in a, in a church and never go anywhere and stay at the same level. And that that's sometimes what happens in churches. And so when you find yourself in that position. Um, you need to move where where um, where that is available. That opportunity is that bigger opportunity to to um, have more of the Lord and and fellowship with people and in like-mindedness, not in iniquity. And uh, so the other aspect of what was given was the fact that we have we have a mark that the Lord gives us and everybody talks about the mark of the beast but not a lot about the mark that we have when we grow into Christ and we've gone through the fire and we've been tested and we've had suffering and we've you know just been tried by fire and when you do that you grow in the Lord and he puts his mark on you and then your his presence is upon you and you're protected and so even even the devil knows that you have a mark of God on you and um, so you're wanting to have that mark on you and the only way you get it is when you start growing in the Lord and 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 trusting him beginning to get your confidence and uh, assurance in him and he begins to trust you that relationship and bond is there and um, you're flourishing you're bearing fruit um, so it's it's the same as um, the mark of the Lord supersedes the mark of the beast unless you choose to take the mark of the beast and if you choose to stay in iniquity then you can't grow so you have to throw off that sin you have to throw off the old and past ways um, to obtain the things of God and you have to be willing to have that and desire it because it's a part of the choice that uh, he gives you. So the, the mark that we want is definitely the mark of God and 
in the original Hebrew language or pictorial language, the word that's given in Genesis that we are made in his image actually was translated that way but it's not what's in the pictorial language the pictorial uh, picture is fire so when it was translated I guess they didn't want to use the word fire so they used image but we are the fire of God and he's the all-consuming fire and therefore we cannot be consumed when we have his presence his mark and just like Shadrach Abednego and I forget the other guy's name <laughs> anyway they went through the furnace and they were untouched because Jesus presence was there and um, so that's another example of that so when we choose to go forward we also have the seal of the Lord and that's important to know when when you're um, taking this journey and I don't know that I've ever heard heard that in church in the ones that I've gone to um, a lot of churches will just give milk and teach basics and give basic messages and and that's okay for for the beginner and then new people and such but then they have to go elsewhere to grow or have the people around them that are willing to help them grow and um, that's part of the unity and fellowship and that's what the enemy goes out to destroy and I've seen it in many many churches and it's ugly and it's awful and it causes people to leave the church and not not go back because the enemy infiltrates through our uh, weaknesses and through our wounds and then we sin even more and it becomes a cycle and we have to choose to want to be out of it and um, so I hope that this helps in your evaluation because we do have to abide in him and he abides in us and that's the ultimate goal and with all that become comes the benefits and promises and along with it you get assurance and confidence and you know a lot of happening now is fear fear even in the body and fear overwhelms people and fear is part of the enemy and the fear oppresses you and and you can't move forward and so you have to deal with that root fear fear causes a lot of things it causes anger it causes all kinds of other things on top of it so um, 
the root of causes fear. And you have to then abide even more in the Lord. Because he, he, he conquered fear. He conquered all that. And he will give you the strength if you look to him. So it's quite an um, interesting complex but it's simple it, it, it's complex because we make it complex because we don't want to let go of the things that we we have and but when you find that you do it becomes very simple very simple and there's the, the economy in that as you would think well if it was simple then why is it so hard it's hard because we're not letting go of our control and we're not trying to adhere to God and see and see and experience and journey with him because one it's fearful to let go and, and not have control but you know some people in their trial and error they let go and then they take back and then they let go and they take back so it's a process I've done it. I've done it. And then when I finally realized, gosh, I kind of have to stop this and let go completely because, you know, sometimes God will put you in a situation where that's all you have. That is it. Either you let go or you stay where you are. So the Lord tries to draw you into this process with him. And it has to be a complete choice of yours, not not anything that he he, he makes you do. He, you have to choose it. And um, so, ask yourself, what kind of puddle are you standing in? Is it a puddle of, you know, start naming it, start writing it down, and um, you know, see if the Lord wants you to move to a bigger pond. In whatever it is doesn't even have to be connected to having to move a church but it could mean anything a personal matter or anything and um, start applying the word and getting into the word and seeking the Lord and um, praying and and all that it's it's part of how we're supposed to be as believers So I will say adieu for now and hope that your puddle becomes a bigger pond so he can use you as his vessel and uh, you can grow with him, have his seal, and be protected most of all and shine his light so others might see it and wonder what does she have or what does he have. Because we're coming into that time when a lot of people are going to be standing in their puddles, not knowing what to do or how they got there or anything. And that's when he starts utilizing you. And we have to be ready and willing. So God bless and I pray that you will find your, your way with the Lord and 
how to live a lifestyle with the Lord and grow with Him. So you're not just standing, standing there in a very awkward environment <laughs> like those geese. Um, may the Lord keep you.